Pulse95, live at Expo Center Sharjah. We are live at Expo Center Sharjah from 11 a.m. all the way till 1 p.m. with myself, Aisha Almaz, Mihani Balqis, and Rania Saadi. And here with us is the lovely Emma Francis. She came all the way from France to talk about her photography. She is a traveling photographer. She covers the Middle East, Africa, all over the place. How are you doing? Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. It's uh, fun seeing all of the, the wonderful photographs here and seeing my colleagues uh, printed up, you know, well, the big prints here, so. We're happy to have you on the show, so bonjour. <laughs> well, well done, honey. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know my fr uh, my, fr my French. Your basic right. French? Other than French toast and French fries. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get right into it. Obviously, you were, I'm guessing, what I'm guessing, because we've been speaking to a lot of photographers, a lot of them had this epiphany at some point where they realized that, yes, photography is perhaps is my calling, it's what my dream job is or what my dream is. So when did you have that moment where you woke up and you're like, yes, this is something that I want to do? Right, yeah. Well, I feel, I feel like for me, it wasn't something that like I woke up and I was like, boom, this is what I want to do. It was a, a kind of a growing thing from when I when I started growing up until um, I after I finished my, my first year of uni and, and I went to Iceland for the summer. Um, and it was there through a mutual friend that I was staying with and he had a connection with someone who was looking for a photographer to photograph these two explorers who mm. were kayaking from Greenland to Scotland and they needed you know a young photographer that wasn't going to be expensive and they were like we'll pay your expenses but other than that you know you'll get publications and things mm. and you know I was just there I was like take me with you <laughs> yes I now love this. yeah now, at a very young age of 23 years old, you're only 23 years old, and you're documenting women peacekeepers and even Boko Haram survivors. Now, what kind of inspired you to document and photograph these type of topics? Yeah, that, it was kind of an evolution, you know. Like I was saying, photographing the, the kayakers, um, initially I set out to do expedition photography. And then um, I, I moved to Seattle after that summer and I decided I want to pursue photography and, and quit college. And it was there that I um, started my first photojournalism story about Standing Rock mm -hmm. in the United States, mm -hmm. about Native Americans mm -hmm. uh, protesting against oil pipelines. And I knew that I wanted to tell their story better. I didn't know what I was doing was photojournalism. And I just went and I lived it on the reservation for a couple of months just documenting. And I think it was then that I was like, oh, you know, this this feels right. I want to document human rights issues and conflicts and things like that. So it just kind of grew from there. So they say, of course, a picture says a thousand words. And uh, there's a whole story that you can infer and discover just by looking at a picture um, into the features of a picture. So let's kind of together right now on air, let's kind of paint a picture of the measures you took in order to showcase in your photographs the reality of certain parts of the world. Um, I want you to take us behind the scenes, um, especially in your journey to Kenya. Um, you lived with a family, you documented daily events, you documented uh, the presidential election, I believe, like political events as well. You photographed uh, refugees, and that's only to mention a few things. So take us back to that memory. Yeah, so that was a really exciting time. Um, that was when I really started to pursue, you know, conflict photojournalism. And when I initially decided to go to Kenya, um, I just 
on Instagram Googled the hashtag Kenyan photographer. Okay. And that came up with, you know, a whole list of people. And I found a photojournalist that I really admired his work and I messaged him and I said, hey, I have a project idea. Do you want to do that with me? And he said, yeah. So we had a couple of FaceTimes and then you know, I was like, okay, cool, like, let's do this. And he was like, yeah, you know, come live with me, me and my wife and, and my family. Oh. And so I bought a one-way ticket and he picked me up at the airport and I stayed with them for three to four months. And wow. unfortunately, the project that we initially set out to do did fall through, but I photographed, you know, the presidential inauguration as well as daily life just being there. Mm. And then um, I heard about some Ethiopian refugees coming into the country up in the north, and mm. I took a 12-hour bus ride up mm. there to photograph that. Now, so. other, yeah. Now, other than Kenya, you've been to Lebanon and Iraq. So what kind of uh, attracted you to the Middle East other than Africa? Curiosity. Curiosity. Um, I think there, obviously, you know, media can kind of latch on to the negative ideas about the Middle East and Africa. And, um, and I was just tired of seeing other people's points of view on it. Mm -hmm. I, w I wanted my own and I wanted to explore on my own and see what I could find because obviously um, when you go to these places, you, you'll always find love and you'll always right. find people that care and, and want to um, teach you about their culture. I want to ask you something. It's, I mean, you're going to a lot of parts of the world that are considered kind of dangerous. You don't feel any kind of fear for your life when you go to those places? Um, I mean, you're, it seems <laughs> right on that you're a risk taker. Well, do you consider yourself a risk taker? I, I wouldn't consider myself a risk taker. What, how do you overcome that fear? Or, um, I mean, you don't think about that, that the same way that we do? I do think about it. I do think about it. But I, I think I have a, a more level head about it uh -huh. um, because ultimately, um, I feel like places are a lot scarier um, in the media than they mm, are in real true. life. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying, you know, that there's places that aren't scarier in right. real life. Um, but my experience is there's always places that, that uh, you know, that you'll Lord go out to. Of proportion. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. exactly. So with that note, let's talk about your latest trip uh, that was just right before the pandemic. Uh, it was right before 2020. You documented the protests that were in Iraq. You went, um, that, were, that were against the government. So you went to Baghdad, so can you take us through that? Yeah, so that was a, a really interesting experience for sure. It was my first time besides Lebanon and Morocco of, mm. of being um, really in the Middle East. And, um, you know, Iraqi culture is just so amazing. And it was just an amazing experience overall. But the protests, um, I found that people were really interested in having the media there and documenting what was happening because it was mm. so close to their hearts that, you know, they got the message out that something needs to change. Um, and uh, yeah, so it was just overall a really great experience. I think the scariest part of that trip was the flight in. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. How <laughs> and, long did and you the stay? Out. Um, I stayed for two weeks. Right. Yeah. So, and uh, I was right near Tahir Square. So, uh, just going in and out of the protests, documenting daily life, but also Where did you stay? on the front line. If I may ask. Um, in a hotel. In a hotel. Unfortunately, I, I do like to live with families, as you can, you know, yeah. see in my previous work. But um, that just didn't work out. The security yeah. issues were just too great for the people that I might be right. staying with. So, um, a hotel was just the better option. Right. And it was just right near Tahir Square, so right. um, it was perfect location. Mm. And I'm pretty sure you've had a lot of uh, great experiences, lots of ups and downs. But what project or which uh, series of photo photographs 
were the nearest and dearest to your heart, if you had to pick one? Yeah, of course, that's always a difficult question, but I think, um, you know, my experience in Nigeria was uh, absolutely amazing. And going to the north and documenting, you know, Boko Haram sur survivors, um, I think that project has always been very close to my heart, uh, the people that I got to connect with and, and really bring to light, you know, their stories and, and just listen to them. Um, so I, I think, you know, that story in northern Nigeria has got to be one of my favorites. And do you feel like you would want to go back to those places to recontinue their story so it becomes like an even longer series of you going back and forth as well as you connected with those people across the world? Yeah, you know, that's an excellent question as well. Um, that's something with the pandemic, I've been able to really narrow down what projects I want to pursue. And um, actually, the project that I'm thinking about doing is going back to Nigeria and doing um, a story about uh, rehabilitated Boko Haram fighters that are trying to reintegrate into society. So I want to connect all of those dots back together. I want to say that you set a great example because I want to point out to all the listeners that are listening to us right now that mm -hmm. you're fairly young and you started fairly young as well. I mean, mm -hmm. can I say your age? Yeah. You're 23. You're 23 and you've done all of that so far. And I'm, I'm remembering when I was 23, was I doing any of that? <laughs> <laughs> you put me to, I mean, I feel ashamed of myself now. No, no, no. But it's never too late. Just like Aisha said, it's never too late for us to embark on any journey yeah. that we we have passion for. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But it's amazing that you started that with such a young age. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you. I appreciate that. I just always wanted to be the kind of yeah. person that had no regrets in, in their life. So um, I just wanted to start as soon as possible. So where where to go? Where, where, where do you want to go next? What do you want to pursue next? Um, you know, like, you're s still young and you have so much life to live and yeah, so much to give. For sure. Um, well, right now I'm based in Paris, but I definitely would love to live in other countries as well. And, mm. you know, maybe uh, live in the Middle East for a little bit and cover different stories there and just my favorite part about doing this work is being integrated in daily life and mm -hmm. learning new cultures so. now yeah now since you started at a young age for any inspiring young young woman photographers what is one piece of advice that you would give them um i would give a piece of advice to young women photographers don't let anyone talk down to you mm. um, do what you want to do and do it ethically and good and respectfully and as long as you do that you'll be successful but don't let anyone talk down to you amen to that absolutely wow. i mean those are beautiful words and i believe those are words every single young girl would love to hear even you know older women everybody would love to hear that they're always they should always believe in themselves and just, yeah. just go for it thank you so much for joining us right here at pulse 95 <laughs> it was great having you and hope you enjoy your stay here in Sharjah. thank you so much for having me thank you thank the pleasure you. is all ours <laughs>